the internet boy. Alright, I've got my recording stuff on. I'm actually recording on two apps. Okay, cool. Nice. Alright, Taylor, go on. Alright, welcome to episode three of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, I am Taylor. I am Evan. Two apps, Estes. And today we have a very special guest with us. Um, the kind of leading light, I would say, of our fantasy Premier League. That is Jay Griffith, a.k.a. Jerry Groth, the manager of Lords of Soccer Ball. Now, I assume you're saying leading light because uh, of my really important and just sort of great role as the producer of this podcast. Yeah, Jay solves all our technical problems as well. We should say that right at the start. Yeah, so that I kind of wanted to spend most of today talking about that. Like, if you guys have any questions about producing podcasts or oh, nice, we can we can call it Tech Talk. <laughs> tech Talk with Mister Groth. <laughs> Jay, how are you doing? Oh, very, very, very well. I went to the I went to the urologist today. Whoa! And he told me that everything was fine. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> and uh, because. I went to the urologist a while back because everything was very weird because apparently I was drinking far too much caffeine for my body to handle. Wow. Kids will do that to you, huh? It's all dad jokes from here on out. <laughs> wow. It's so amazing that uh, you went from being the the member of our friend group who drinks the least amount of coffee to the one who has to go to the urologist Golly. because they drink too much. <laughs> It's, it was literally like, it was having, I mean, it started for when I started working with Noah and Brady and we just had free coffee and I was like, all right, you know, like I'll dip in. It's there and it's good. And then I think it was having Percy that just pushed me over the edge into the, into the uh, coffee chasm. Yeah. Are you slowly climbing out of the coffee chasm now? I am slowly, slowly climbing out. I still probably, I probably drink like. I'm I'm down to like one cup of coffee a day. Oh, you wow. on that hashtag tea train? I I am also on the hashtag tea train. Um, <laughs> Hillary makes a a dandelion tea with turmeric and cinnamon in it. That is very wonderful. Yummy! Wow. Um, so I've been doing that a lot, especially when I'm working at home, which is nice. Man, Jay, I'm glad you introduced the urologist talk because we were going to ask you about that later, but I'm glad you went ahead and talked to that. I went ahead and got out in front of it. <laughs> um, uh, but as you probably suspect, you are our dear listeners. Uh, we're not here to talk about urology. We're here to talk about fantasy Premier League. Um, Specifically, as... we're here to talk about producing the fantasy Premier League podcast. <laughs> so right at the at the top of the show, Jay, I wonder if you want to give us uh, the lowdown on how everyone is positioned on the league table right now, who's doing well, yes. who's shifted, anything like that. Let's go ahead and read that out loud. So in the at the very beginning, we have um, one Jerry Groth, team Lords of Soccer Ball, with a total of 499 points. Nearly 100 points over the second place team, Wyatt Keener with winner faces. Um, so it's probably the most important thing to talk about is that number one is Jerry Groth. That's Jerry Groth. Um, spelled the usual way. Spelled the usual way. No, he's at 499. <laughs> then we have Wyatt Keener with winter faces at 405. Tied? No, it's just kind of arranged weird in this table. But in third, we actually have Taylor Hare with Hugo Weaving Wood M. With 300. <laughs> 
And then in fourth, it looks like we have Tim Griffith with crumbs with 360 points. Um, below him, William Spicer in fifth, Spice B. Duncan with 346 points. And just one point below Spice B. Duncan, we have Evanescence with 345 points. Fantastic. Um, Beautiful. Kind of a close run. I mean, obviously, you know, other than like the gap between wow. one and two. Well, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Maybe that's like one place to start. We're going to talk about your team specifically, but just like, how are you feeling right now? Vis-a-vis Premier League. Um, I'm, I, it's, I feel like it's been a very fun season, especially fun for me who doesn't have any idea what, how soccer works. He just likes the Spurs. And so he puts all his money on the Spurs. And boy, oh boy, is it paying dividends this It season. has paid off more than I've ever seen it pay off since be- being, like becoming a Spurs fan not that long ago, you know? Wow. Wow, I can't wait to dig into your team. But um, we'll get to that. We're actually going to start from the bottom of the league um, as we introduce teams this time around. Um, we're going to try to spend a, a good chunk of time with jerry groth and his team while we have him here so if we don't spend too much time on your specific team sorry we'll hopefully spend more time on that um another week um and of course we hope to have everyone on here um at some point so um, don't worry it'll come back around um but i guess let's start with me i'll introduce my team um let you know how my game week went i'm still at the bottom um and as jay said i'm only one point from William Spicer, who dropped, uh, or no, I guess he's still and still is in fifth uh, from last week as well. So I actually, it's kind of frustrating because I was above him going into the games from today, Monday. There were two games, um, and I was ahead of him by three. And then he had uh, he had some players come on and play. And uh, knocked me back down. So a little frustrated to still be at the bottom. Um, But overall, I had a very, very good week. I thought I was going to be able to at least climb a couple of places. um, Especially when my midfield was pretty much stacked. Which is kind of where I've put a majority of my money. Um, You know, uh, Potence finally came good. Got a goal. I got some points from Salah. De Bruyne is starting again he got an assist and then my boy Jack Grealish from Aston Villa with a 15 pointer so yeah and then I mean Dominic Calvert-Lewin snuck in there with a late goal at Newcastle even though we lost and then Tariq Lamptey with uh with his I think it's his first goal for Brighton so like I thought I was going to do incredibly well and move up but unfortunately I'm still at the bottom but I do think that I've this week is going to give me a nice platform to really catapult up the up the table in the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I really like the look of my team, to be honest, um, but I do think I can still strengthen it. Um, I'm looking at making a couple of moves. I've got two free transfers, um, so we'll talk about that in a second. But as far as my transfers that I made this week, um, I just held. I didn't do anything because I liked the look of my team. I thought about bringing in someone for Potence, but um, I'm glad I didn't do that. So um, overall, I think I'm pretty happy with how things are going, even though I'm still at the bottom. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm in a position now to, to really make some moves. So I'm interested to see what you all have to say uh, about my team. Jay, what do you, what do you think about my team? 
I only have one thing to say, and that is that this week is the first week of the rest of Antipasti's career. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Antipasti has turned the corner. Thank you. I'm going to turn the corner hopefully pretty soon and pass you at some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure I think... you won't be in such a chipper mood when that happens. <laughs> it'll be it'll be next week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. That would be wild. Um, yeah. Do you, do y'all have what do y'all think about my team? Any any uh, anything real quick as far as maybe helping me out um, with with transfers? I got two frees. What do I do with them? Yeah. So I've got a question for you. Just a check in. Okay. Uh, a Liverpool wing back check in, which is to say, oh. how are you feeling about Trent Alexander Arnold at the moment? I don't know how to feel about him. Um, he's a great player, obviously. He's um, struggled to kind of really get in the mix this season, and they've got some difficult fixtures up ahead. I think, um, let me see. Yeah, they have Man City next, then, then they have Leicester. So, like, not. Leicester's not great defensively, but um, the fact that they have Man City, Leicester, Brighton, and then Wolves are pretty stout. Like I don't know. I just don't. I just don't know if I see a lot of points coming from him. Honestly, I just think he's had kind of an off season so far. Um, Liverpool are fine. Like they look decent. Um, I mean, they're obviously the, one of the best teams in the league, but. Like, they haven't really dropped as much as he has in form. So I'm thinking about getting rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's something that I'm continually interested in. And we've mentioned this over the course of the podcast, but, um, you know, how how all of the injuries that they are sustaining, particularly in the back, are going to affect the kind of production of him and Robertson. And I, I thought Robertson played pretty well, actually, this weekend. But I thought Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold played less well and got less far forward than I think we're used to seeing him. So I think that is one to keep an eye on. Maybe a place to trade in for some value. I don't know. Um, it would be interested to, interesting to see some of the stats on him and like um, maybe some projections from people um, about what he might do in the next coming weeks. But Oh, Alexander-Arnold is a 7-4. Yeah. He's expensive. Yeah. He's expensive. Yeah. I'm because I mean last year he was just like getting points out the wazoo, but this year it slowed down a little bit, I feel like. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. And that's probably what I'll end up doing is downgrading him cuz like Jay said there's a ton of ton of um money built into him right now. If I get rid of him, I can upgrade someone else. Um so I don't know. We'll we'll see what ends up happening. I've got plenty of time to think about it, but that's probably what I'm going to end up doing is is getting some money out of him and moving it somewhere else. Yeah. So. The only other thing I would say about your team is I'm very glad for you that Tariq Lamptey scored. Yeah. <clears throat> not o- not only because we we offered a prayer for him at the end of our last podcast, but because <laughs> <laughs> um, but because once you bring him onto your team, imagine if Tariq Lamptey stops doing well. And you have to tell a man with that face that you're kicking him off of your Oof. team. I know. He is the kindest-looking human being I think I've ever yeah. seen. And he's he's the Premier League's protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So definitely. I I hope you never things never come to pass where you have to tell him 
hey, I'm sorry, but I really need Tyrone Mims in here. I'm going to have to kick you off. <laughs> <laughs> great great foreshadowing there, Taylor. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Um, do you want to quickly move to the, the next team? Yeah, let's, yeah go. let's go. Awesome. Kind of speeding through here today. Uh, in fifth place, currently, we have William Spicer's um, Spice B. Duncan. Um, so just to pull up Spice's team here. So Spice had a couple of really interesting moments this week. Um, I think overall there were definitely some disappointments. Um, so over the weekend, or I'm sorry, over the the in-between last game week, Spice brought in Wilfred Zaha for Harvey Barnes. Obviously that doesn't look great at the moment because Wilfred Zaha did not score and Harvey Barnes did score earlier today. Um <laughs> But, Sorry, buddy. <laughs> long, long term, I think you'll be happy that you made that switch. Um, and if not, you'll just be happy that you have Wolf and Zaha associated with you because I think that's what we all really want. Um, but I think other other like interesting moments uh, continued continue to be very, very happy for and interested in watching Diego Jada do well. Love that he scored again and that he's paying dividends for you. Like... I think it's so cool that he's a good enough player that he can just kind of come into that Liverpool team and seem like he's been there, you know, his entire career. Yeah, uh, Jay, what about what stands out for you about uh, about Spicer's team? Anything that you know? I just you want to highlight. Well, I just want to highlight the fact that I th- feel like everyone else in our league has. Jimenez except me and I wish I did because I think he's so cool but he didn't do great this week or last week yeah um yeah so I don't know I just feel like everybody's all hyped up on Jimenez well the thing with Jimenez is you can stick him in your team traditionally this is the way it's been the last couple seasons you can stick him in your team and not worry about him he he will get he will get probably somewhere between 15 and 20 goals um and he'll he'll get points about every other week or so like mm-hmm. um and it's usually about anywhere from like five to ten points and he's just pretty consistent he never like he never explodes but he's just a reliable guy and i think that's kind of what spicer needs so i think that jimenez is is a good one to stay with um yeah. and i Spoiler, I talked to Spicer over the weekend during the games. He said he's probably going to look at moving Kuyate out, and I think that's a very, very wise move. Um, he's actually thinking about wild carding as well. So um, keep an eye on Spicer because oh, he has – anytime you wild card, you have the opportunity to really um, pounce on some good fixtures immediately. Um, and so if he picks wisely, he might he might rise this week. Um, he might take – he might – take over Tim and heck maybe even Taylor depending on how how he does and how y'all do so um just something to watch out for for Spicer especially as the games start next week once uh, once that first game starts and it loads back up you can check his team to see if he's wildcarded and oh made a bunch gosh. of changes I can't so wait to I'm excited out. about that yeah and just to be clear wildcarding is where you um for one week you can select all new players independently of who is on your team right now and they will play for you for that one week, and then at the end of that week, you'll revert back to your. No, that's free hit, free hit. Oh, free, free oh. he's going to wild card and completely change, um, and then it'll be oh. it'll be a permanent thing. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, I here's another thing that I notice every time I scroll through other people's teams. I feel like I feel like a lot of people are doing the like fat midfield rather than having three forwards up top like I've had this entire season. And that is also something that I'm looking at because uh, I am also looking at wild carding. We'll talk about that when we get to my team. Ooh, but. Nice. Wow. Lots of wild card talk. But yeah. no, that's why I'm, gl- I'm glad we're talking about all these teams first so that you guys can tell me what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in third and last place, respectively. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, you uh, should not listen to us. You yeah. obviously know everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I also like that fat midfield, the five midfield formation, obviously. That's what I have. Um, but honestly, I mean, there's still there's still plenty of forwards out there for a three forward team. So I don't think yeah. necessarily one is wrong, um, or one is better than the other. It's just kind of a preference on who you want. Um, yeah, you can't have everyone, but you have to make have to make a call. So I don't know. I think I think it'll be interesting to see what Spicer does. Um, but if he does stick with just the one transfer, I definitely think Kuyate is the guy to transfer out. Cool. Um, well, Jay, would you like uh, would you like to introduce um, Tim Griffith's team? So yes, now Crumbs. now Jerry Groth, Tim Griffith, those are kind of similar last names, surnames. Yeah. Are um, does it like I don't know? Do y'all maybe have some shared ancestors? Um. Well, I think it's just coincidence, but oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah, they they do sound very similar. Like maybe they're from the same part of the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am lo- I am looking here and I'm seeing that uh, Tim Griffith. First of all, not only does he have uh, Allison in goal, which I think is very cool. Yeah. Um, and also, isn't he kind of? Yeah, he's five nine. Woo. Um. But also he has Serge Aurier, not not a not a Spurs player I would expect him to grab. But I'm I'm glad, I guess. Though Aurier hasn't been great this season. Yeah, um, we spent some I'm time knocking he'll turn Serge Aurier. We spent some time knocking Serge Aurier last time. That's for sure. I don't want to knock him, but I am a little upset with him at how he's done this season, and uh, sort of the whole Tottenham defense how they've done. Um, looks like he's got Calvert Lewin up top though, like all of us now apparently. Um, got Bamford too, which I feel like normally is pretty good, but right this week wasn't great. Um, let's see, another Zaha. He's got Son, got him captained. Awesome. <laughs> I think I, I think that. the majority of our league had Son captain this week. Everyone, I know I everyone but one. Everyone but Spicer. <laughs> Spicer had Sterling. Like, Spicer Spicer had the Spicer biggest right. captain of the week, and he was Sterling yeah. with three points captained to six. <laughs> and, <laughs> and everyone else had Son, who had a, a two pointer. So, yeah. Um, good good to see that De Bruyne is healthy for crumbs. But yeah, I don't have anything else exciting to say about his team. Looks like he's got uh, some kind of. Heavy hitting players on the bench, judging from this week. Carlo <laughs> had three points. Lacazette had two. Yeah, I'm very interested about why he benched Lacazette. Yeah. I don't know. Should have benched uh, hit, hit, uh, 
Timothy Cas. I don't even know who that is. Castagne. Castagne. Castagne from yeah. Leicester. Ooh, hamstring injury. Yeah, he's a very he's a very high producing defender, but yeah, with the injury, it's a it's tricky. I think he's gonna be. Yeah, he's supposed to be out till no- late November. That's no good. Crumbs has had some, some very interesting, like low, low lows, and then all of a sudden, like a, a strange spike, uh, getting up to third. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were gonna say he had a Jack Grealish shaped spike. <laughs> <laughs> um, fifteen points for Grealish this week. No, but I, I'm I'm so interested in how uh, in how Tim Tim Griffith is planning out his weeks because they're so I feel like they're so all over the map. Yeah, he's definitely the guest other than you because you're kind of towering over our league. He's the guest that I think we're most excited to have just to like delve into that that psyche and figure out what's going on. Um, he's a mystery. He's a mystery. He's a man of mystery. Let's get him on. I'll, I'll text him. We need to get him on next week. That would be awesome. Uh. Yeah, I think, um, obviously... Any words of advice? Uh, definitely, first word of advice is just drop Serge Aurier as quickly as you can. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't see any reason to have him in your team other than allegiance to Tottenham, which is really stretching it for me. I don't know how you feel about that, Evan. Yeah, I would say get get that back line in order. You've got Castagne and Aurier... And Coleman, who's still coming back from injury, and mm-hmm. looks like Dunn, your other defender, does not play for Burnley. So that's four defenders out of your five <laughs> that, now that got now zero that points de- this week. So the one defender think, that is healthy is Vestigard, who scored this past <laughs> yeah, week. So an incredible header, by the way. Yeah, very. Good. That was all of those Southampton goals were so good. So yeah, I'm I'm glad uh, for for Tim and for Crumbs that Vestergaard had that wonderful header that was good for him he needed that but yeah i think yeah you need to work on your defenders obviously um but other than that i think his team looks good like uh, yeah i i have i have a majority of his attacking well actually probably about half but anyway yeah i i have nothing else to say about tim i think he'll be in decent shape Nice. Yeah. Can I tell you, Evan, something that's really got me excited about DCL, especially this past week, is um, we were talking about Jimenez earlier, and I think one of the things that's special about Jimenez is he seems to be able to like produce independently of the form of the team, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, Regardless of how Wolves are doing, it seems like Jimenez always finds a way to score. Um, and I think DCL is getting to that place with Everton. Like, I would not have, like, you would not think a game where Everton really doesn't play very well and doesn't hold the ball up top uh, and doesn't get many, like, dangerous crosses in, the DCL would be able to poke a goal in, but he did. And I think that's really promising for Everton, that he is turning into that kind of player. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, He kind of went from um, kind of just scrap, uh, like, feeding off of scraps and um, just he was never like a great finisher and he needed it to kind of be sloppy in a way um or maybe like a header but he was never like an incredible finisher so um for a while there we thought well we just need to get him the supply and the more chances we create for him it'll just 
a matter of probability he'll get several he'll get several goals um, because he's not a great finisher like a natural finisher finisher um, so if we can just whip some crosses in get him in the box then he'll do well um, well obviously we started off with that with James and Richarlison creating tons of chances for him and you saw that it paid off well that's what my main concern was going into the Newcastle game was not having both of them um, it was going to revert back to kind of the old way of um, he's just fighting for the ball up top by himself and he's just going to have to hope for like a mistake. Well, it ended up being kind of like that, but I feel like um, the goal that he took this week um, showed a lot more um, a lot more finesse in a way. Like he was a lot more savvy on the run that he made and like just the nice little touch. Um, you know, like I don't think two or three years ago he would have scored that. Um, but he like knew where to be. He knew how to put the right touch on the ball. So yeah, I think he's he's kind of growing into that Jimenez mold of um, being reliable, and he's just going to be in the box um, as long as our our wingers are healthy. He's just going to sit in the box. So. Um, He's a good pick long term, and yeah, most most everyone in our league has him. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely a bright spot for Timothy as well as one of the one of the returns from him this week. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think that's a great way to summarize Everton's performance. It was like some of the like worst parts of last year, with the exception that DCL is like now a very different player than he was last year. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. Uh, let's move on to. Uh, my team that currently hey. sits in third place, uh, taking its, um, I wouldn't say rightful place, because I think of my rightful place as being <laughs> very much uh, closer to the top of the, leader, the leaderboard, <laughs> but definitely my more accustomed place of third place uh, away from Timothy Griffith. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I had a pretty good game week. I scored 66 points this week. The most um, of anyone. Yeah. Huge game week. And I, I think this week really, like, some of the promise of some of the players that I've been hoping will do well kind of came to fruition in terms of I had a lot of production from a lot of parts of the field, which is kind of what my team is set up around. Um, so I got really solid games from Connor Cody and Tyrone Mings in the back. Um, Neto didn't score, but he had a nice assist. Um, by the way, Evan, Wolves games are becoming some of my favorites to watch, partially because in my mind, I've built up a rivalry between Potence and Neto. Um, <laughs> Just because yeah. we've, we've talked about them so much, and I just want, yeah. like, I don't want Potence to score, and I want Neto to score so badly. <laughs> well, we both we both got a piece of the pie this week. Yeah. Um, so. I just got to watch, I, I have only seen a couple Wolves games this season, but I saw this past one, and Neto's amazing. I did not know, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's so much fun to watch, and Potence. Like, I was struck by how yeah. good Potence looked this past week too. Like, they're both just very good players. Who, very I don't know fast. what their, I don't know what their contract situation is like, but I'm sure some, uh, some other teams will be looking their chops, looking at some of those Wolves games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, I think, um. From my team, obviously we got really good production out of, out of Grealish, mostly garbage time production, but I'll take garbage <laughs> yeah. time production. Yeah, uh, we didn't even mention that. It was like the last several minutes he yeah. really amped it up. Not only that, but I think I mentioned this to you uh, on Saturday, but uh, or maybe it was Sunday, I don't remember. Um, 
he won a penalty and is usually taking penalties for Aston Villa. And so I was like, oh, yes, amazing. And then on the screen, you just watch Ollie Watkins take the ball from him and put it on the spot. And you're like, what are you doing? You just came here from Brentford. You should not be taking the ball from Jack Gielish. But he did it. Um, Good old Jack Gielish. Jack Gielish. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> did I say you Sometimes Gielish? you got to call it out. Did I say Gielish? I don't know. I think so. Oh, well embarrassing uh and then the last thing i would just say about my team is that uh very happy that timo Werner scored um so over the the week i uh took out obama yang as evan counseled me to do put in sun obviously well didn't pay off with sun specifically yeah and obama yang scored this week but oh he did (laughs) but i don't think i told you it would happen I told you he would score. I don't think it was a bad decision. I, and nothing about the Arsenal game made me think that Aubameyang yeah. going to be scoring a ton this season. Um, yeah. And then I got rid of Mope, which uh, I'm very happy about now, and brought in Timo Werner. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm going to also have to get rid of Mope. Yeah, he wasn't even I on. Think that so we were talking about that right no. before you logged on, Jay. He wasn't he didn't on. Even play. He yeah, he wasn't on the bench either. Oh, he wasn't even on the bench. No. no. We were speculating so a possible COVID thing. Yeah. Oh. Could be. No. He's one to keep an eye on to see what's up because that's weird. You would expect him at least to be on the bench. So. Yeah. It could be. It could be the. The COVID has hit him. I don't know. Shoot. Taylor, I am so impressed at the fact that every player on your team produced. Yeah, I think the the lowest production were from Robertson's son and Jimenez. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I'm happy to take low production from them because I know they're going to give yeah, me yeah, yeah. high production most of the time, honestly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If those are your Holy. worst players for a game week, then, you know, you're usually doing pretty well because at least one of those you would expect them to score some points. But, yeah, you had, like, great scores all around. Man. And you picked up Timo Werner this week? Yeah. Shoot, man. Good call. That was a very good call, yeah. Yeah. No, That's... yeah, I, I watched the Krasnodar game, the Champions League game, and I was like, oh, man, it looks like they're starting to figure it out. I've got to uh, yep. I've gotta pick up Timo Werner. You jumped on that train perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. You, um, yeah, you, you saw, you saw right through the bullshit. Everyone, <laughs> everyone was so excited about all of the new players from Chelsea. And you said, I'm just going to wait because – they need t- time to bed in. Pulisic is hurt. Pulisic, however you say it. And you made the right decision. You waited. You waited. And you waited until they finally like got some form and all of their players seemed mostly healthy. And then you jumped on it and it paid off. And I think I think you're in like the best position for Chelsea um, as opposed to other people that started with him, like me. Like, I started with a Chelsea player, Timo Werner, and then got rid of him a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and now I'm wanting him back, um, or at least a Chelsea asset. Um, So, like, I think you timed that very well, um, whereas a lot of other managers have just gotten rid, and now they don't know how to get a Chelsea player back in their squad. So um, that's a place that you can really make some meteoric rises in our table. I'm, I'm Meteoric meaning two places. <laughs> yep. 
yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping that's the case um any any other thoughts about about my team i will say i'm thinking about this is a, a player who's on my radar who i really want to bring in i don't know how to fit him in yet but i really want to figure out a way to pick up patrick van on holt from uh, oh. crystal palace he's so, a fun player to watch yeah, I had him at the start of the season thinking his injury would be better by the start of the season, which was obviously wildly inaccurate. Um, but just watching him on Saturday, uh, or maybe it was Friday, I don't remember, but um, yeah, made me really want to get that get that guy on my team. Nice. Yeah. All right. Do you want to move on to Wyatt's team? Yeah, we'll yeah. move on to Wyatt. Um, Wyatt, who is uh, currently still in second place, holding it down. Um, with uh, again 405 points um, but this week he scored a total of 54 points um, the major the major winners from his team obviously were Grealish wow it seems like everyone has Grealish in our team yeah. or in our league um, he had Grealish with 15 he had Calvert-Lewin with 8 Kane with 6 and Mitrovic with 8 who not many people have. So um, interesting that he still has Mitrovic, even though Fulham have looked pretty bad this week. But obviously Mitrovic came in with two assists, which is not even what you would expect from Mitrovic. So um, was, uh, I don't want to say fortunate, but it was pretty, um, you know, it was pretty nice of uh, Mitrovic to give some more points to our boy with winter faces. Um one thing that I did want to bring up is Wyatt made three transfers uh, this week. He took a negative four hit because he had two free transfers, and then the third one counted as uh, minus four points. Um, he brought in uh, Roman Saiz from Wolves, uh, the defender, who had been playing up until this past week, um, which is unfortunate that he got zero points from him. But he did... I don't know if he was even going to start with him, to be honest. Um, it looks like he was first on the bench. So, um, But then he also brought in Jack Grealish with the 15-pointer and Kane with the 6-pointer. Like, Those are some incredible transfers. If you're going to take a negative 4 hit, um, you know, if you're going to lose 4 points um, right off the bat of a game week just because you've made an extra transfer, you have to be pretty sold on um, who you're bringing in. And so I think... Uh, I think Wyatt made a very wise decision, especially in the long term. You can hold both of those players, um, Kane and Grealish specifically, for a majority of the season, and they'll become good. So uh, what do you all think about about uh, Wyatt's team and how he's um, he's made some transfers and he's uh, making moves? Um, what do you think, Taylor? Um, I mean, yeah, I think I would echo all the things you've said. I... I'm happy he got production out of Mitrovic. I think it's really encouraging that Fulham beat West Brom today because uh, obviously you think of them as being like their main competition down there at the, <laughs> in the in the relegation scrap. And uh, those like, um, like, I mean, you're not going to have that many opportunities to take three points off of the team that you're like basically like directly competing against. Um, so I think that shows well for Fulham. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched any of that game, but uh, Slavin Bilic, mm. the West Ham coach, was wearing this amazing beanie and glasses combo. It looked amazing. Um, Ooh, send pick. Go back and take a look. Uh, I don't know if I can find a pick this uh, soon after the game, but I'll try. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think uh, he had good production. I think um, 
he continues to be stalwart in the Alexander Arnold, Andy Robertson backfield, which is subject to all the questions I think we've talked about already. Um, but yeah, I think good good stuff from him. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, I'm. I'm. It bums me out because I'm pretty sure I got rid of Mitrovic like just a couple weeks ago. So if he's gonna start doing this stuff. That bums me out a well, little bit. I, I want to clarify. I don't think Mitrovic is... I just still don't think Mitrovic is worth keeping in, in your team. I do think I'm happy sure. that he got production out of him this week. That's yeah, how yeah, I yeah, rephrase yeah. that. Um, he, I feel like his team has been fairly consistently getting in like the 50-something points like every week. Yeah. Yeah, that was like right on average this week. But if he's going to keep doing that, like there's going to be weeks that are... The average is lower, like in the 30s. And like that's when he's gonna, that's when he's gonna like rise. Is when, Jay, if if you have some, if you have an off week, then he's gonna make. When I have off weeks every other week. Right. Everyone um, after this. Yeah. So like, if if you have an off week, like he's gonna take that opportunity, and he probably won't like surpass you with a huge rise. It'll be like he'll just chip away at it. Um, and yeah. so that's what that's why I think why it's gonna end up doing. He's just gonna chip away at your your lead until he overtakes you and i really think that he will overtake you how long is this COVID season i don't even know how many game weeks is it uh it's what? the normal number i think it's like oh i thought they they didn't shorten it i remember no. that being no it's 38 oh. it's no. the normal it's the normal as far as right now uh, you know yeah, Who yeah. Knows? i don't think that they'll change it but you never know yeah hmm. it's hard to tell with everyone going i think britain just went back into lockdown like this yeah. past week so yeah. who knows do we want to move on to uh our uh star our star speaker of the evening our uh keynote speaker if you will yeah i think let's our, i think let's move on to uh i think let's move on to the main attraction here uh, our lord of podcast production yeah That's jerry right. uh you want to walk us through your team jay first of all yeah. Uh, we need to get this on the record before oh, yeah. you list your team. This is important. What are your rules for this season that you started with before game week one? You listed yeah. several rules that you were going to adhere to, and what were those rules? Well, it's it's just three three and a half rules. It is number one rule is that I always got to have three spurs, and that the half rule on that is that they always all three of them have to be playing. I can't bench any of them. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Sure. Gotcha. The second rule is no one from Arsenal, and the third rule is no one from Man City. <laughs> nice. Okay, nice. Well, it's so, definitely paid off so far. Why don't you go through your team? Who oh you my have? gosh. Um, golly, it's bad right now, and I've, I've been too. I've just like haven't really touched it for the last couple weeks, which is not great. Uh, but I just forgot, and then all of a sudden there were games. Uh, yeah, I've I've still got Lucas Mora in here as my third spur. Obviously, Kane and Son have been like... Uh, I, I, I've spent all the whole season kind of alternating between captaining Kane, Son, and Salah, just like kind of going through all three of them and just like captaining one of them at a time and hoping it pays off. And I think I just got really lucky in the first couple of weeks on who I was doing that with, which is nice. Um, and then I was hoping to... Uh, I was hoping to pick up Gareth Bale, which is probably what I'll do... Oh this week and to drop because Lucas Mora is is he's so inconsistent about like even about when he's playing and I feel like when he's playing he, he gets in the mix and he's fun to watch but he doesn't always do the stuff so uh yeah gonna probably gonna pick up Gareth Bale to be my new third spur 
But I've got Zaha, of course. Um, on y'all's recommendation, I picked up DCL. Very happy to do that. The handsomest man in football. Seriously. Um, yeah. Uh, I've got Maupe, but Neil. Don't, don't know how I feel about Neil. He the last few weeks haven't been great for old Neil. Holy um, Neil. Yeah, for Holy Neil. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then defenders, I kind of want to do some work. Um, I've got a lot of stuff that I need to do with defenders. I've just been kind of using all of my points to really shore up my front line. So I'm, that's why I'm kind of thinking about pulling that wild card out for this week. And I feel like you probably have to spend quite a few points just to ensure that you have three Spurs who are playing on your team. <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of, it's because I mean, every time there's like, I would have to move someone if someone was hurt, then I have to use my transfer to get another spur to put them in. Also, I think it's worth noting real quick to to just let everyone know that <laughs> Jay <laughs> Jerry Groth has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players that scored zero <laughs> points. <laughs> So all so yeah, all, all all four of his players on the bench, his backup goalie and his uh, three other players, his three other subs, and then he had three <laughs> players that were on the field that got zero points, <laughs> and he's still and he's still in the lead. Like this is like he's. I think I honestly think well, you're just showing off at this point. Yeah. Over yeah right. So but overall, you do need to do the some people work who performed though, performed well. Yeah. And so that is why that's the only reason I kind of survived. Even though Zaha and Rudiger didn't even play, and yeah, I'm I'm thinking about using the wild card. So y'all, I'm just gonna open up uh, just on the notes app on my phone, and then y'all will tell me who I need to get. That's not happening. Oh well, I mean, unless you really <laughs> want me to, I'll go ahead and let's see who's the cheapest players. Um, <laughs> I can tell the... you, I can tell you, make a suggestion of who you need to get rid of, and number one on that list is Rudiger. Yeah. That man's not going to play much football. I that man's think. just not going to play anyway. He played the first two weeks, and then he didn't play after that. No, 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 no. Henry Lansbury from Aston Villa? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, look, I just clicked on him because he's red flagged. I didn't even know this. He's, it says he's red flagged, not because he's injured. It's because he wasn't included in Aston Villa's 25-man Premier League squad. So he will not ever play. He will he not play. He de- Why is he here in the in the as an option? Well, okay. Jay, that's that's a question we could put to you. I think. Yeah. Why, is, why, <laughs> why did you pick him? <laughs> I think I just haven't gotten rid of him. Yeah. Oh wait. Yep. Not in there. Oh, yeah. Man. He was just a low price a low price boy that I picked that I got in there yeah, to yeah. to ensure that I could get my three big Spurs boys. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think Evans right like that. Like I would, I would suggest getting someone who at least might be able to sub in if another player Goodness. gets injured. But yeah, I've got a lot of work to do. I here. think you got a wild card, man. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I, I think, think it's, it's time. I think it's the perfect time for you to wild card. Oh too. yeah, just because. No one do it right now. Oh no, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On <yeah>. screen. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna wild card. Wow. Oh, you're gonna press incredible. it on the air, huh? Yeah. This All is right, the most can... exciting thing that's happened on our podcast ever. This, oh, 
Well, it's only the third episode, so that's true. <laughs> um, I don't want to make I don't want to make it a boring show, so you guys can keep talking about you know your boring shit while I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, so you're saying our shit is boring? I get it. So you come on our show. <laughs> we invite you into our home. <laughs> The only thing that matters is what happens <laughs> with this wild card. So uh, here we go. Play wild card. I played it. Uh, oh, oh, I see. So you, so yeah. you have to do the transfers first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you do your wild card. Okay. So is that dumb for me to do it, even though I this have two ex- free transfers? No, 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 no. But you, Jay, I just told you you had seven players that got zero points. It's so bad. It's so bad. I think you got a wild card, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think, think you. I think now is the perfect time. Um, unless you unless you just don't have time this week to do it, um, like to like sit nah, I down. I think I'm gonna take the time. I think I'm gonna take the time and do it. I'm probably gonna do it tonight once we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean at least if you do the wild card, at least um, you know pull it. Go ahead and make a team real quick for like just off the brain. Like I definitely want these people, um, and then come back to it later because you can do that. Like you don't have to set it in stone tonight you can make your moves right. and then come back later in the week if you have time and say oh, okay never mind i don't want that guy but yeah, yeah, have yeah. you already pl- hey, pressed the me- button um no tell me this why don't why oh, don't you we- press the button we'll get real quiet and we want to hear the click okay okay <laughs> one two three to activate your wild card, you must be making enough for those transfers. I already saw the screen. That's okay. Hey, I have a quick question about players. Okay. Do, should I keep Dean, Dean, Lucas Dean? Ooh, Is that that's how you a say good it? Good question for Evan Estes. Because I haven't. He started out. He started out so strong. Okay. It's kind of been a steady downhill. So, um, that's kind of tough to be honest. Um, I, he's six point one million. I would probably say no. Yeah. Um, I think, I think right now specifically, uh, you can always bring him in later, I think, but right now he's, I don't think Everton look at keeping clean sheets very often. Yeah, that's what I'm um, noticing. And so you're not going to get clean sheet points from him. So you're only looking at attacking points. And right now we don't have other good attackers. Like, I don't know. I, I think, I think he's a great attacking wing back, uh, left back, but I don't know. I think he's a little a little expensive for right now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think... I mean, he'll get points. I just don't think it'll hurt to get rid of him. Yeah. And for 6... Like, 6.1 is almost definitely more expensive than when you bought him. So, like, you're you're gaining value off of him because of those weeks that he did well. Um, sure. And I think there are lots of really good, really highly producing defenders you could bring in instead of him. Like a Patrick Van Arnholt, maybe. I was thinking about him or Vestergaard. Yeah, you've yeah, got you've got a lot of choices. Um, oh, Vestergaard's only four four point six. Nice. Um, all right, so I dropped one, two, three, four, five players. Oh wait, who did you um, drop? Can you tell us? Yeah, Rudiger from the backfield and uh, Dean and Mitchell. And then for the midfield, I dropped Lansbury and Lucas Mora. And from the front, I dropped Mope. But no, those are all six players. Those are all the things I would suggest. And I'm glad you're keeping 
We actually talked about Dallas last time. I'm glad you're keeping Dallas. Obviously, he scored today, which is fantastic. But oh, I think yeah. he's I think he's a really good defender to have on your team, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything... I know that you mentioned the, like, five midfielders, like, stacked in the midfield. Yeah. Are you thinking about putting um, a lot of money there, like, since you dropped Mape? Are you just going to keep Calvert, Lewin, and Kane up top and then make a stacked midfield, like... Um, you saw me and Spicer doing, or um, what are your initial thoughts on, like, as you wildcard, um, what kind of, where are you wanting to spend the money? Uh, I guess, who are, who are you going to, I'm assuming your three Spurs players are going to be Kane, Son, and Bale, right? Yep, Gareth Bale is who I'm going for next, and, and he's kind of an expensive get, and I don't know what his actual value is going to be, but he did come off the bench and score. Yeah. Like, it was no problem. Yeah. Um, So that made me feel good. Yeah. I, as soon uh, as he scored, I was like, "Jay's gonna bring him in." <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, if I were if I were you, that's exactly so what I would do. It's such a it's such it, a I'm ahead by ninety plus points move. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it, 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 it's just a like all of my moves in this game. It's just a very sort of emotional move. Oh no, um, we're all that's about a, that here. That's the I'm spending daddy's money move. <laughs> <laughs> You're just flaunting it. I, I, I wanted him very badly, um, so it was time. Uh, well, are there any other, um, besides Spurs players, are there any other like big players that you're really looking at getting? Are you going to keep Salah, or are you going to move him I, on for someone I, else? I, I, Salah's so expensive, but he also, it is rare that he doesn't give me something. Yeah. And so it's, I would feel weird getting rid of him. The only other big player is that like everybody's got Grealish, and it's Ooh. just... It's just making you. It's really making me want to watch Grealish. You've got yeah, a Grealish shape. You've got a Grealish shaped um, hole in your heart. I've got, I'm Jonesing for Grealish. Oh my God, Grealish. I'm Jonesing for Grealish. <laughs> Man, imagine if you had Salah, Zaha, Jack Grealish, Son, and Gareth Bale. That's incredible. That's an incredible midfield, Jay. Wow. And then Calvert Lewin and Kane um, up top. That's in. That's. I can't even imagine having all of that. I think I've. I think I've got it. I just need to. Uh, here's the thing. I have three players left to get, and I have twelve point five left. Oh, you can do that. You can do that. I think that's doable. Well, and you've and got there'd probably players. be defenders, and defenders are cheaper anyway. Just get some cheap defenders. Yeah, they're two. Um, they're two defenders. Are you going to? Are you going to stick with Patricio and Matt Ryan? Um, okay, I've been playing Patricio like almost the whole year, uh, and he's been good. But yeah. um, I don't know about Ryan. I haven't really used him all that much. Yeah, I mean, I've only like, used him every time he's played against. If you wanted to risk it, you could. This is what I've done. I've gone with a like a four point def- uh, goalie, backup goalie, Whoa. to save at least a little bit of money. So if you're scraping for money and you need extra funds, that might be a place to do it. But I don't want to tell you to do that because um, I my goalie didn't my goalie I have Matt Ryan he didn't play and I had a I had another Brighton backup to come in in case Matt Ryan didn't play and the backup didn't play either. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, my I, whole plan got completely messed up. I would I would suggest doing what Evan's saying because for that specific reason because even if you bring up a four point zero backup like. Matt Ryan is essentially a 4.5 backup right now. So just, I would say switch him out for a 4.0 backup, basically. Nice. 
Hey, so this will be good podcast material. I, I am in the market now for like a good budget forward. Oh. While I have you two experts on here, who, what, like, in your expert opinion, who's kind of a good budget forward right now? Uh, when you say budget, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what, what price I mean, points? I guess. I'm thinking like five and under. Oh my God. Let, let me, <laughs> That's let me real take a cheap. Look. That's real cheap, but I can tell you if you want, um, is this person going to start? Um, is this person going like? Are to you start? plan on starting this person every no, week? No, because I stacked the midfield. Okay, instead. what what I would do, Jay, is um, I I don't want to just tell you everything to do, but you also told us <laughs> yeah, to do that. Do that. Um, <laughs> so, um, what I would do if if that's what you want to do, um, you could follow my lead and pick up Ryan Brewster from Sheffield United. He's four point five, and he has um, oh, from Sheffield. He has. He's not going to get too many points, I don't think. But if he's the first player off your bench, you'll at least get a couple of points off your bench. And occasionally, he'll I think maybe he'll score a handful of goals, like five goals this season. So you might get lucky. But um, that's somebody that looks like right now will get plenty of playing time. I think he's. That's cool. I think he's the only forward you could bring in under five that's actually going to be playing consistently. I think I so too. have not gotten to see a single Sheffield game. They've, they've have year. really turned a bad corner this year. Yeah, you're not oh. missing much. Shoot. Uh, it's pretty It's kind of a shame. It's kind of a shame. I thought if they were going to be good and if Leeds come up and they're going to be good and Wolves are going to be good, Leicester's going to be good, Everton's going to be good. Like, there was going to be a huge um, mid-table this year. But it's kind of not really panned out that that well. Um, I don't know. Well, there might be other teams that take their place because Wolves look good, but like teams can easily beat them. So I don't know if they'll get Europa again this year. Um, well, I guess they didn't get it last year, but I don't think they'll get Europa. I think they're they're kind of slacking this year after they sold Doherty mm. and I don't know, but and Jada. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. Nice. Well, Jay, Thanks, guys. Um, this helps me. Yeah, let us know if you have other questions. But I wanted to to just talk to you about Spurs in general. Well, how yeah. are how are you feeling about Spurs? Kind of up and down. I know my brother's yeah. a Spurs fan, and so like those first four weeks were kind of the highest highs and the lowest lows. It felt like for real. I um, yeah, I, I I have very mixed feelings on it because on the one hand, of course, I'm thrilled that they're doing so well. I was so uh, sad about Mourinho coming on board. Okay, I was going to ask you what your Mourinho feelings are, so I'm glad we're getting <sighs> those out of the way. That's what's weird is that my Mourinho feelings haven't really changed. I, I don't uh, – it's hard to argue with the results, but I still hate his whole vibe and I still hate his whole philosophy. Same, same. I'm kind of bummed um, out that I, y'all got him too. And I, I've, I've heard a lot about Mourinho kind of like really sort of drilling players into the ground, right? Like kind of like really wearing players out before they're before they really should be worn out. And and I, I kind of heard the same thing about Pochettino, but um, I don't know. That's that's something that I'm just I, I really don't want that to happen. Because there are a lot of young Spurs players that I really like, uh, and then of course seeing like the the stars. Like I obviously just want them to continue doing well. But yeah, I don't know. It's 
I, I cannot argue that it has been so fun to watch them, though. De- defense is basically nothing. They've just, like, they've just ditched all defense in favor of just really strong attacking players. It's wild to me. Yeah. I tell you who really gets my goat right now is watching Ben Davies play. <laughs> like, that man... Like, I don't know that he's able to keep hold of the ball. He just loses it, like, every time he gets the ball. And and when he gets up the side of the field, like, because I guess he plays left back, um, like, he can never seem to cross it past the first defender. Like, his, his cross is always blocked by the guy who's marking him. It's just like, come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, it's, it's weird because he, he, I feel like he didn't play so bad last year. Right. Or, like, for so much of the time that I've known Ben Davies, he hasn't been on Tottenham that long, I don't think. No. Just a, like in a couple of years. But I just from last year, like, he didn't – it wasn't like this. It's But I but it's one of those things where, again, I don't really blame that on him. I Seriously, it, it feels like maybe they're just not geared – the way that Mourinho has built the team is just not geared to, like, help him out, <laughs> to help out any of the defense. Which is weird. That's not like what a typical Mourinho team is. No, you know, well, no, and that's startling to me. That's not what Mourinho was like supposed to do when it, when everybody was like, "Oh, we're getting Jose Mourinho. It's gonna be like, yeah. it's gonna be very sort of rigid and like uh, traditional." I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not fitting the mold there, but he's also he is um, fitting the mold with his like classic three season pattern of mm-hmm. coming in the first season. <laughs> And like shaking things up, the second season you do really well, and then the third season is completely Mourinho meltdown. So <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm, all I'm saying is enjoy it while it lasts. Because yeah, I, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen for your sake and for Spurs' sake and for my brother's sake. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's Mourinho. It's a it's gonna happen eventually. I think. Um, I don't know, but you got Gareth Bale back. I mean, that's exciting. Yep. Are you ex- were you very excited when you heard that that was happening for sure? Oh yeah, and because Gareth Bale was like one of the first like Premier League players that I yeah. knew, yeah. you know, yeah, like as a as a kid. I guess yeah, I was a kid, um, and so and he, you know, part of the reason that I first started loving Tottenham, him, and then uh, um, you know, American guy, um, Clint Dempsey. I remember. Yes, Clint Dempsey. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was like my gateway into being a Tottenham fan. Right? Clint Dempsey was on Spurs? Yeah. Who was on Fulham? I think Clint Dempsey was uh, also on Fulham. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, oh, he, he might, he was, he went Yeah, I think he was on Fulham. He, was, he wasn't even on Spurs that long. He, okay. Just when I was introduced, Clint Dempsey was on Spurs. And that, and then also, of course, like then going into the history and like learning about Jurgen Klinsmann. And like the mm. whole Klinsman story on Spurs, like that is really what got me in. Nice. What do you so, think about the new stadium? Uh, oh, it's uh, uh, it's not. Uh, it doesn't really fit the Spurs narrative because it is so fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's very different than the Tottenham marshes they still kind of claim, but right. Yeah. No, it seems amazing. Have you all seen that documentary, the Spurs documentary? I have. I have no. not watched it. Have you? I haven't either. I, I really want to. I'm probably going to start it here after. Yeah. This, probably after this season. 
to me. Very nice. That's gonna be cool to watch. I have I have a question for you, Jay, which is, do you prefer um, tracksuit puffer jacket Mourinho or oh. um, <laughs> or shirt and uh, blazer Mourinho? Um, I think for Mourinho, I like tracksuit puffer jacket Mourinho because he looks uh, more sort of um, fa- like fantastical. <laughs> Okay. Wait, yes, you gotta I you agree. gotta unpack that for me. Uh, he just he's such a he's such like a like a mythic being. And again, I don't the chosen I, one. He's the I chosen one. I do not one. like him. I do not like him as a coach. But I think that he's such a like a Voldemort like figure. And so when he's all like when he's all sort of tied up in his puffer jacket, it, it's much more uh, like imposing. And I love that. That's interesting. Because I think, like a TV villain, I think the puffer jacket is an interesting item of clothing for managers because sometimes it can feel like a safety blanket. Like for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it oh, feels sure, like sure, a sure. safety blanket. Like, oh, this man just <laughs> this man just needs something to comfort he him is, on the sidelines. He is the epitome. He is the human form of a safety blanket. <laughs> they, that is like, don't even get me started on United. They look absolutely abject this season. Yeah, I and he's good. He's gonna go. He's going first. I know we talked about it. Like a couple weeks ago, but I think he's going before Frank Lampard, and I don't even know if Frank Lampard will go this season now. Yeah. So, mm, but no, we'll so see. like the, I think the puffer jacket can serve that function, but I think you're right in pointing out that Mourinho kind of wore it more like a, like a robe or something. Like, right. Yes, yes, yes. Like, cause he's like, he's like a shaman, right? And, or like a warlock. <laughs> and I think it's his, it's when I picture him in the puffer jacket, I picture that, that sort of expression, this like very sort of austere, his like, yeah. No, I know this is a, a, an audio medium, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, just very displeased all the time. It, it's like, do you uh, you remember in seri- series of unfortunate events how they draw Count Olaf's mouth, and it's like a, it's like an M almost. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's sort of the vibe. Yeah, M for Mourinho. I was. <laughs> I would just say, just to flesh out the the puffer jacket thing, I think there's another way you could wear it that I don't think is either the way Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wears it or the way Mourinho wears it, which is the way Frank Lampard wears it, and also Nuno Espirito Santo wears it, which is, like, as an expression of their athleticism. So, like, <laughs> like those players oh, are yeah. actually, are, are like, and, I mean, obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was a great player, but, like, Nuno Espirito Santo and Frank Lampard, like, channel this, like, lie like sinewy like right right could right. still could still, still get out still on the pitch like... and play with the boys yes. type of thing yeah and yeah. so i think the puffer jacket can also serve that function and i think sometimes Mourinho is reaching for that energy when it's not there because he was not that great of a player no and he doesn't really that's never been his vibe he's he's kind of more been like the sinister sort of i don't know like mastermind um does this mean that we get to transition into our into this this uh, segment of the podcast that I love so much? Uh, sure, we can if you want. Um, so that when when Jay says that, that means it's time for <laughs> our uh, our mini segment that we usually close these podcasts out with. Um, that mini segment is called "Dress to the False Nines, and it's a little segment in which I like to pose a question about something related to clothing or fashion or just garms in general as they intersect with the world of soccer um <laughs> and so a garm. <laughs> you know just garms. Garms. Um, garms and so my question today is this 
So obviously, I think we can take the short... This is about players, not about managers. You'll be surprised to hear. Hmm. Uh, so obviously, I think we can take the short sleeve jersey to be the default expression of the soccer kit. Um, and there are not that many variations on a soccer kit in general, which I think is why we see such variation in like hairstyles, for instance. There's not that much room for expression. But I think you would be foolish to say that the two greatest expressions of the soccer kit are the long sleeve jersey and the short sleeve jersey with gloves. Like these mm-hmm. are the two greatest expressions of soccer jerseys in my mind. But I also go back and forth about which one I like better. The mm. long sleeve jersey or the short sleeve paired with gloves. So I want you to, each of you, I guess, uh, to answer the question. It's a cold day on the pitch, possibly raining. You're probably in Burnley playing a game in, in the cold and damp. Uh, which do you reach for? Do you reach for a long sleeve jersey or do you reach for a short sleeve jersey with gloves? Hmm. Now, for me, I think I'd be trying to think about it in terms of what would be sort of more uh, more imposing to the other players. So I try and put myself in the other player's boots. Okay. Um, looking back at me and saying, and would, would I be more scared of someone who's out there in short sleeves, in like a sort of a sleet, uh, like a very cold sleet? And, but if he's wearing short sleeves and gloves, kind of seems like, oh, man, you know, don't mess with this guy. I would feel a little bit more scared of someone, I think, if they were in that, dressed in that fashion rather than long sleeves and bare hands. I think maybe a long sleeves and bare hands kind of designates more of like a working man. Okay. Someone who's just going to try really hard and get the job done. A little done. more practical. That's fair. That def- yeah, I think that definitely is the practical. But a little, less, a little less imposing. There is something kind of impractical feeling about short sleeves with uh, with gloves, I guess, yeah. Yes, but I will say that when I played, um, I always preferred short sleeves and gloves as well. Just because um, it did kind of feel more practical in a sense. Because uh, you lose heat from your extremities, so you got to cap them mm. with the gloves. And... Um, you have a little bit more mobility, I feel like. I feel a little more free with um, short sleeves rather than, like, long sleeves that are going to be tight on your... You know, I just... I, I don't yeah. like the feel of long sleeves necessarily, um, especially if you're going to be running around and sweaty anyway. So, to me, sleeves don't really actually do that much as far as trapping heat in because um, you need to tr- keep it in your chest and your extremities. So, I understand why that's a fashion trend. Um, and I actually think it is a little bit more practical than maybe how it uh, initially looks. Hmm. That's fair. I think, and I, I asked this partially because as the weather gets cold up here, I've been like starting to wear gloves and I'm like going running or something. And to me, whenever I run, when I wear a t-shirt, a short sleeve t-shirt and gloves when I run, somehow it like feels a little like naughty. It's like, oh, I should... <laughs> It's like, I shouldn't be doing this. This is, like, not a thing that people do, but I'm doing it. Now, what um, kind of glo- Do you have them handy? Uh, yeah, they're right back here. I'll pick them up real fast. Oh, wow, great sure? pun. Oh, thank you. It was intentional. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, let's take a look at these gloves, listeners. They're just some, just some, classic, <laughs> some classic smart wool gloves. Okay, nothing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing fancy. Those are good. Um, like, well, I was just trying good. to visualize, or were they like kind of more of like a bulky, like a, like a goalie glove? <laughs> like, no. 
gloves, like snowboarding or skiing gloves. Like, no, I would love. Th- I love the idea of wearing goalie gloves running. Yeah, just like big goalie gloves while you're running, just ready to catch anything, like any bugs or something. Oh my gosh! Now, something that I haven't mentioned, which is really the third expression, that I think, in general, is like not a very good expression of the soccer kit, which is the like Under Armour shirt under the short sleeve jersey. Um, which some people do in favor, like, rather than the long sleeve jersey, which I think is just idiotic. Except, whoa, 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 what? You think it's idiotic? The I, I actually like that. Really? I like. I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I but mean, why would you? I don't know. A long sleeve jersey is very elegant. It, I think. It's, but, uh, but, but that material underneath is made for keeping in your body heat. I don't know if. I mean, I'm sure that the jerseys are fine at doing that but i don't know if they're necessarily going to be the best yeah i guess i'm, plus, I'm thinking about it from an aesthetic sense and i don't like i don't okay. like the look it of does, it does it does look silly it does look silly i will say i'll give you that i will say the only the only like uh person i will maybe let slide for that is um mo Salah because he does that thing where he puts them over his hands <laughs> yes <laughs> like a kid like a 10 year old yeah, he looks like it's, a child yeah. running down the <laughs> Runs like around like kid. you could barely see his knuckles sticking out of his little little, little arms. Jay, did so you say awesome. he looks like an emo kid? Yeah, <laughs> I think he is. Or no, kid. I shouldn't. I'm sorry. Hey, that no, that's another good pun. Word emo. Uh, I, I I guess what I really mean is a scene kid, right? Yeah. Those are the the ones who oh, cut the yeah. holes in there. Totally. Yeah. 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 I don't think you I think he, what's funny you know about him is that. he doesn't put holes in it. He just like brings them up past his knuckles. So cool. Yeah. Gosh, that's cool. That's like that's some serious like I'm the best player in the Premier League energy that you really can't mm. you can't pull off unless you're Mo Salah. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm down to just a goalie. I have a keeper left and I am sit I have three point eight remaining. <laughs> Is that mm. even possible to get a goalie or do you think I'll have to cut somewhere else? I don't else? know. Just just go to the transfers tab and so we'll uh, see. Sort, sort by so nope, I, uh, it is not possible. Price. It's gonna have to downgrade someone else. Oh, and it might have to be Lampty. Mm. Mm, that's tough. How much is does Lampty cost? Understandable. He's four seven. Justin is four six, and I'm wondering if I should get rid of Justin. Don't really want to downgrade any of my midfielders. I like having the fat midfield. Yeah. Wait, Sorry, wait who do you have up top? Who did you end up going with up top? With Brewster, Brewster and okay. Calvert Lewin and Kane, so okay. And then you, so those are your two starting forwards. You got your five starting. Yep. Okay. My five midfielders. What's your mo- What's your most expensive defender? It is Lamptey at four point seven, and Justin at four point six, wow. and Dallas at four point five, and Vestergaard wow. at four point six. Okay. You can, you can find a couple of. Surely you can find at least one 4.0 defender right. that maybe not won't play, but you can stick him third on your bench. Yeah. And you right, 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 right. Would that's you? Probably what, that's probably the move. Evan, would you suggest downgrading? So of those players, would you suggest downgrading Justin or Lamptey? I I say Justin personally. Yeah. Yeah, I say I'm biased because Lamp. I have Lamptey and he just scored, but yeah, I say I say that as well. 
I don't, I don't, I just don't trust Lester's defense to be honest, yeah. and I don't think Justin will really get that far forward either. Whereas Lamptey will probably not keep clean sheets either, but obviously he's getting far forward. He's already had like what two assists and a goal. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty good output for, um, for a Brighton fullback. Like no, he's got three assists and a goal. Like. Yeah, I say I say keep Lamptey. He looks really good, and and again, he's like as I mean, Jay, you even said it. He's the Premier League protagonist this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to hold on to him. Get rid of James Justin. Um, now Nathaniel Phillips uh, is a defender who uh, le- who um, Liverpool has just picked up oh. in game week six, and he played. Yeah, he did play. He looks pretty good, um, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad shout. Uh, how much is he? He's uh, 4.0. Oh, man. I wow. say get that guy. I would pick him. I would pick him. Yeah. Because the worst case scenario is he's the guy that doesn't play and you stick him third. Right. But the best case scenario is you can bring him into start. Yeah. And this means. So there's, that's get, always good. This means I can get a 4.4 goalie. All right. You guys, you wow. helped me finish my wild card. Wow. Jim, that's wow. amazing. We. Set you have a up. stacked team, dude. What what an honor and a privilege for us. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah right. Um, now I just got to pick up a goalie real quick. Lossel. Um, you know you know how in a pop roundtable you always uh, have those phrases of uh, different celebrities and um, pop stars that are just so astronomically famous and we're just like little peons. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know all of those phrases that you do. That's what. That's kind of what we are feeling right now, right? In comparison to you, uh, you're just. We're just the tiny. We're just the tiny little uh, cuticle that you're about to chew off of your fingernail type of. Thing. You know, we're just like nothing. Worst. I think we are nothing. I think Tim put it best. We're the crumbs. We're the crumbs. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, Jay, do you do you? Uh, what are your hopes for Spurs this season, and what are your hopes for your fantasy season? Um, my hopes for Spurs are that they can kind of not let this momentum die because that is what this feels like. It doesn't really feel like a lasting sort of fire. Yeah. Um, but if they can, if they can capture it into something that is more consistent. Um, man, I'd love to see. Like maybe you know, maybe we could all just be wrong about uh Mourinho and maybe he's he maybe he really is trying something new yeah um in in which case like maybe they'll sort it out I don't know I I have I genuinely have very high hopes for Spurs uh I'm optimistic they'll get you think they'll get Champions League this season oh yeah I think so too (laughs) no problem No problem. No problem. <laughs> nice. I All think right. I think everything is so up in the air this season. Why not go for the for the league title this season? Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, anything I mean, could if happen. we're looking at the league right now, then yeah, like anything could happen. So. Yeah, it is a it is very exciting season. Um so I'm assuming you you think you're I mean, if you're that sure about Spurs getting Champions League, you must be you must be 100% on winning our fantasy league this Well, season. I wasn't before tonight, but now after this doing this podcast with you guys and you guys have shown me the light on like who all to bring in and how to use my wild card, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling like I've got this in the bag. No problem. Jay, as, as long as we can do this again from, in a couple weeks. As much as it pains me to be at the bottom and to see you at the top, 
Um, I am rooting for you because if you're going to stay at the top, I want you to be as like high as possible in the world. Oh, you know? yeah. Thank you, sir. You need to represent corporate global to the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Put out that corporate corporate global name. Yep. Finally get us some revenue. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's all about revenue streams. <laughs> are we scalable? Are we Are we scalable? I woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat wondering, are we scalable? <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, I think uh, I think we'll end it there. How are how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, it's been a real treat. Man, yeah. Jay, thanks so much. It has for, been lovely. Thanks so much Thank for you, coming Jay. on the podcast. Uh, it's been an honor to be able to witness this momentous occasion of you uh, retooling your team on air. <laughs> I'm glad you gave us the uh, the exclusive on that, uh, <laughs> and I look forward to our continued partnership. Same. See you guys on the other side of the mic. All right. See ya. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye bye.